This is Doctrine and Devotion, a podcast that explores Christian faith and practice from a Reformed Baptist perspective. My name is Joe Thorne. I am the lead pastor of Redeemer Fellowship in St. Charles, Illinois. And I'm Jimmy Fowler, executive pastor at Redeemer Fellowship. Ooh, new year. New you. 2021. There we go. Mm-hmm. See, yeah, 2021. Yeah, I heard that. Yeah, I yeah, saw that. I saw that. W O N. Twenty twenty one. My wife was saying she was sharing uh, some memes about how, you know, Mad Max takes place. The movie Mad Max. And, and it doesn't. I looked it up. I'm like, oh, no, that's actually wrong. But I didn't is, correct is it, her. Why? Afraid of her now? No. No, no. You're afraid of her now. No, I'm not afraid of my wife. You're afraid of that arm well, triangle. Like, first of all, that's not a thing. Arm triangle. Yeah, it is not. A, it's Google not, it. Google it. All right. Google it. Google it. I'm googling right now. Google it. Here we go. Arm. Arm triangle. Triangle. MMA. How to do an arm triangle. That's why I said. No, it's not what you said. I yeah, said you said it wrong. So obviously. <laughs> like when you had a little smile, I was like, dang it, is it triangle arm? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> huh. Hey, listen, I don't know about that stuff. My wife knows about that mm, stuff. Mm-hmm. So yeah. And no, you go could. learn today. No, I don't. Um, you don't correct her because you're afraid. Look, no, 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 no. It, because uh, what, what, what could become of it, really? You know, uh, Knowledge. Yeah, she doesn't care. She wouldn't be sharing She's done, misinformation. It's already out there. It's already out there. M- fake news. Yep. I, uh-huh. Yeah. I Is she know. part of QAnon? Uh, no. No, I had to think about it for a second. Is she a part of that? No, she's not. <laughs> okay. I'm not really sure. So the new year has started, mm-hmm. and um, you were up really early watching some game? What was that? <sighs> it's called a match, actually. It's called a match. Okay. When you're watching European football. Okay. Anyways, it was Leeds, Tottenham. So boring. What I had to, you know, it was Leeds at Tottenham, and you know, Greg likes is a fan of Tottenham. So not only do they have the worst names, and they play the weirdest sports over there, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and their biggest sport is like a low-scoring game, highest grossing. Yeah, be, yeah, because it's worldwide phenomenon. Yeah, it's because just because a bunch of people like something doesn't mean it's the right thing. C. Biden. C. Trump. What do you, what do you, what do you, what do you do? On yeah, that? I, I, that's, I you're still making my point. Don't, you're still making my, my point. No, 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 just don't. because everybody likes it doesn't mean it's good. It's the biggest grossing sport. So what? Yeah. It doesn't yeah. make it any good. It's boring. It's boring. Like, so what's, uh, what's, hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait, was, wait. Was, it boring? Was, it, was it boring? Yeah. Because your team scored no points, I believe. It's called, yeah, nil. They're yeah. Th- mm-hmm. It was three nil. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Exciting stuff. Yeah. Well, hey. It, mm-hmm. Going against Kane and Son, I mean, come on, they're no idea. What you're See, exactly, about. exactly, so awful. exactly. All right, and uh, yeah, we're just we're so, so, we have sloppy defense. So why did you, you had to get up? The, so, so this was a, a game taking place over there in England somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so you had to get up mm-hmm. at what time this morning? Which oh, it's like six fifteen, six six fifteen, and then go to a pub. No, 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 no. No, we went to Greg's office. Oh, yeah. you, were, you were talking about we going were to looking the, at that. Oh, yeah. okay, looking at that. But uh, I'm not going to sit you, there. You're in your pajamas. Right. Yep, yeah, you still are. I still am. <laughs> I still am. Happy Saturday, everybody. <laughs> I rolled out and said, "I'm out." Then, just go with this. All right, let's just go there. Okay. Well, good. Yeah. Good. That was my morning. How was good. yours? Uh, good man. I got up early, and uh, I also got up at six. Mm-hmm. But uh, but I actually you know took a shower. Mm-hmm. I didn't and, do that. Uh, got dressed. Didn't do that. You know, did my thing. I've been I've been active. Mm-hmm. I've been getting my stuff together, man. I thought you were gonna like Jesus juke me. Be like, I had my time in the Word, which I know you did. I did. I know, <laughs> but I'm not gonna Jesus juke it. <laughs> Come on, man. I prayed. Yeah. I made breakfast for the family. I did do you... those things, but I have to. If I don't, I wither up and die. Mm-hmm. So it's, I didn't mm-hmm. make breakfast for the family, though. No. Oh, why? No, because they're all sleeping. 
They still could have made something. Could've made They're it. sleeping. Could have made them bacon. They're sleeping. And so by what? the way, I'm not making. I'm make bacon for myself. <laughs> I'm like, you know, and everybody likes it different. Like some like it crispy, and some like it chewy, and I, you know. Mm-hmm. No. But that's the best part about when you make it. You make it your way. Yeah. 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 But if I was making it for them, I'd have to do all the different styles. Why would you have to do all the different styles? Because that's how you make it for them. See, see you're you mm-mm, see you're talking mm-mm. about doing stuff for make breakfast for the family. The way you want to, yeah. Okay, that's yeah, not really for yeah. yeah. Do it, do it, do it the right way. Can we just can we just talk about uh, the what is it called? Baptist catechism. The catechism, yeah. Because oh, yeah. I would really like because we've got like a, a few episodes we got to record. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, you're yeah. already trying to. Well, I just realized that um, that there is an, an Irish game of cricket on the telly that I'd like to watch later. <laughs> that was really well done. I just want you to know that was that was really well done. I really want to get to that. It's gonna be awesome. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what's going on. All right. Question 22. What is the misery of that estate wherein man fell, where into man fell? All mankind by their fall lost communion with God are under his wrath and curse and so made liable to all miseries in this life, to death itself, and to the pains of hell forever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Misery. Loves company. <laughs> so, Jimmy... um, What let's define misery. Let's okay. go ahead and define misery. Okay. Um, a feeling generally it's defined as a feeling or an experience of great distress um, or discomfort okay. of mind or body. All right. Right. So, but the, and I think most of us get that, but it doesn't seem like everyone is actually miserable. Like, say, um, it, the catechism assumes that humanity is in a state of misery, mm-hmm. but. But it's not people's like everyday experience. Yeah. Right like, why? Why is that? I mean, the catechism says we're mankind's misery, and yet when you look around, what do you see? You see people having a pretty good time. People having a good time. I mean, people had a great time. Well, not a great time for New Year's Eve, but yeah, people still celebrated <laughs> <laughs> in, in, in some one way or another. Um, yeah. I mean, people are happy. With, I mean, birth of, of children. Um, they're excited for celebrating milestones. Yep. Um, or maybe promotions or uh, maybe new romances. So like, yeah, uh, uh, in the world today, you you don't, it's not like we're all sitting there like drooping. You know what I mean? Yeah. Especially like in the psalmists talk about this, right? Mm-hmm. Like in Psalm 73 um, saying like how, man, the wicked are doing great. Like yeah. they're, they're yeah. not in misery. Mm-hmm. They're doing awesome. And so, um, so we, we, we see that we see the wicked prospering mm-hmm. um, and you and I ourselves, we can say like, well, we're not miserable no. all the time. No, but there's that still, there, there's that sense though, but like that misery is still felt by everybody mm-hmm. to one degree or another. Exactly. Uh, in, in, in various ways, whether it's uh, uh, pain, right? Like physical pain or emotional pain, yep. uh, suffering, um, uh, persecution. Right. I, I think that even if you look at, anybody's awesome life they've yeah. got the awesome life right yeah they've uh they've got the the family that they always wanted and mm. they're successful and they're financially secure and all that if you get into their life there still is pain like yeah. you may not see it yeah but it's still it's still buried there there are some aspects of their life that are that are painful and they yeah. are miserable and i a lot of people i think i think a lot of us when they're when we when we do recognize and feel the weight of misery mm-hmm. we either 
well, I think most people want to avoid it, right? No, yeah, nobody, yeah, nobody, yeah. Enjoy, nobody, most people don't sign up for misery. Uh, they're, <laughs> they're not like, hey, man, I'm looking to be miserable today, though some people do. Yeah, yeah. But some people thrive on it. They do. They just thrive. It's like it's like a uh, uh, like a sense of pride, maybe. Like, oh, look at how horrible it's been for me. Yeah. I've, I've, we, it's like when you talk to someone and you say like, oh, man, like uh, I, I just couldn't get out of work today by five or six. Oh, must be nice. I didn't get out of work till 10. <laughs> They're going to one up you mm-hmm. the, the, on the misery index, yeah, which I, is a show as well. Continue. Misery index. Yep. Misery index is a show. Yep. It's probably European. Nope. Sounds like an English. Nope. Show. Nope. Nope. So, yeah, I mean, I think we've all had friends like that who sort of, they, they want for some reason, for some twisted reason, they want to be miserable mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they sort of champion that. But, um, so yeah, I think most of us, uh, avoid it or yep. we ignore it. Yeah. Um, that's a good one. And yet. Uh, it's, it's, it is felt by all to varying degrees, but what the, the, the misery that the catechism here is really getting at, you know, the, the true misery, uh, as it's laid out is a lost communion with God Mm. being under God's wrath and curse. And then just it, and then it says, you know, all the miseries in this life, including death, right. For example. So let's just talk about those that, you know, when we're, when we're saying that mankind's true misery consists in first and foremost losing communion with god now this is something that you you've talked about a lot in the past communion with god so why don't mm-hmm. you talk about what communion with god is ideally mm-hmm. and then we'll get into how it's fallen apart so yeah i mean looking at genesis 3 8 uh, and they heard the sound of the lord walking in the garden in the cool of the day and the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the lord god among the trees of the garden so when we talk about communion with god uh, we're talking about this relationship and you see this broken relationship. So w- when you see them hide themselves, then the opposite of that is they felt free, right? They felt transparent. They felt uh, that vulnerability. Uh, but in the sense, there's that safety of being with God in the presence of God. And so when we talk about communion with God. Uh, we're talking about that uninhibited uh, relationship with him where we are uh praying, you know, uh, reading where we are studying, uh, where there is that, I guess, felt presence of God yeah. among his people. Well, yeah, I mean, it, it is, I think I, in the beginning, it was perfectly experienced. It, right? it was this so physical. It was, it was felt, yep. uh, there, there the nearness of God. Uh, it was true. And even now we have communion with God, mm-hmm. which I think, you know, what you're pushing on, which I think is true is, is there is this relational experiential yep. aspect to it mm-hmm. which we're made for so yeah. and then and that's gonna ebb and flow right like uh, owen talks about that that communion with god right ebbs and flows and how we feel that uh that presence with god um yeah because of our sin because, because of our of sin. fallenness yep. in the world yep. and all of that so when that was lost like you read from genesis 3 like they uh as soon as god shows up after the sin there is no fellowship mm-hmm. they hide yep I mean, they're just... Uh, they run. Mm-hmm. They, they're, they're, they're ashamed of their nakedness. They feel exposed. And, uh, you know, we, we see this idea of losing communion with God also in Isaiah 59, where it says, Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened, that it cannot save, or his ear dull, that it cannot hear, but your iniquities have made a separation between you and your God, and your sins have hidden his face from you so that he does not hear. Mm. So that passage is something that I've, I use that in evangelism a lot. Like it's just, uh, yeah. it's not that God can't hear you. It's not that God can't save you, but you in your sin have created this chaos and yeah. this distance. And so God's response to our sin is judgment, 
and distance. So there's this separation. And what's interesting here is that, you know, this is our misery. We mm-hmm. have lost this communion with God. We, we, we're not born uh, in fellowship with God. We're, we're born under his wrath. We're going to talk about that in a minute. But it's like people think, and I think most people do, right? Most people think they can just commune with God, right? Like they, like they commune with nature. Yeah, like I, could, I just got to go out there and just be one. Yeah. You know, if I just, if I just be still out in nature, I'm going to go ahead and hear the still small, you know, yeah. still small voice, right? Yeah. It's, it's, it's almost like, well, I just got to do that thing. If I want communion with God, I just got to go get it. But yeah, I just got to connect the dots. It's just this, you know, this linear sort of relationship that if I go through the steps, it's yeah. going to, it's going to lead me to this. Right. It's like, oh, it's like, it, maybe it's for a lot of people in, in their minds, it's no different than, well, I, I got to get into shape, you know, a new year. So I'm going to start eating right and going mm-hmm, to the gym. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I need to just commune with God when that's not something that we can just do outside of Christ. So we can't, we can't do it mm. at all outside mm-hmm, of Christ. Mm-hmm, we're we're, we're going to, we'll get to that at the end here, but all right. So, um, we've lost communion with God and the catechism says that we are under his wrath and curse. Yeah, mm. That sounds bad. Well, yeah, Ephesians two, three, and we were by nature, uh, the children of wrath, right. Even as others. Mm. So like, as we were talking before, right. That uh, people think they just commune with God, like with nature, but we've been separated and isolated from God. And Mm -hmm. why is that? Because we are under God's wrath and curse, and we are children of wrath, right? And so uh, Benjamin Buttons, Bedham? Yeah, Benjamin Buttons, Bedham. Benjamin Buttons, Bedham says, is fallen man under God's curse? Yes. Ephesians 3.11, as many as are of the works of the law are under mm. the curse. Yeah, I love when he, I love when in Bedham, if you guys are just tuning in here is uh, he's written an ex uh, an exposition mm-hmm. of this catechism. So we like to point you to his stuff and then read through some of his additional questions and answers because it, it's helpful to unpack this. You know, when it, the catechism simply says that, you know, we are under God's wrath and curse in our fallen state, Bedham digs deeper. He says, um, is there a curse upon the bodies of the wicked? Yes. It shall come into their bowels like water mm. and like oil into their bones and upon their labor. So even their work, ye looked for much and lo, it came to little from Haggai 1.9. Even comes upon their families. Uh, in Proverbs chapter 3, verse 33, the curse of the Lord is in the house of the wicked and even their enjoyments. Mm. It says, uh, even their enjoyments are under the curse. I will curse your blessings Yay, I have cursed them already from Malachi 2, too. So you see this like total corruption, right? Yeah. Like this this it, 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 this misery that we're speaking of, right? The being under God's wrath and curse um, is not just one aspect of your life. It's total. Right, yeah. So just as our corruptions, like you said, have, have gone into everything, his curse is on it all. So, you know, people say like, oh, well, look at how God has blessed that bad person over there who's done all these bad things, right? They're, this is a horrible person who has mm-hmm. exploited people mm-hmm. and hurt people. Like we think of like, um, you know, some, you know, pornographers or whatever, right? Where they're, okay. they're like, you know, they're making these pornographic films that are not only doing damage to culture and society and people's hearts and minds, mm-hmm. but also, and especially to many of the people that are, you know, abused in that situation yeah. to make those films. But they're rich and they're making all this money and they're doing all this. So you think about those those pornographers that are doing that, and you think, well, man, they're that. Why would God then give them money and bless them in that way? But no, even their enjoyment of money, even that, even what we would say that looks like a blessing, is no. It's um, 
they, it's all it's part of the curse. Yeah, it's ultimately the curse that's going to uh, judge them. Right, the curse that will condemn. Yeah, you think you think you got it with that money, but that's mm-hmm. good. you're going to give an account for that, and that, that will you ultimately know what? That's judge fool's you. Fool's gold. Fool's gold. That's fool's gold. Pyrite. Pyrite. That, mm-hmm. That's fool's gold right yeah, there. Yeah, you I like think that. it's good. You think it's good. Right, but we, you know what? It's nothing. We, we got right, to wrap this up so we can make a sermon out of that. Like, we can make a sermon out of fool's gold. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And then it also talks about how we're liable to the misery, to all the miseries in this life. Um, obviously, it says, you know, death. Mm-hmm. Um, in Romans 6, 23, the wages yep. of sin yep. is death. And so, you know, affliction, pain, loss, you know, uh, all of the things that people experience in one way or another in this life um, are connected to the sin and the ruin that we brought into creation through Adam. But there's another aspect that Benjamin Bedham buttons uh, Mm -hmm. talks about when he talks about the miseries of life. And that's when he starts talking about these spiritual afflictions or these spiritual miseries. Yeah. I mean, he talks about, uh, he asked the question, are fallen men subject to many internal and spiritual evils? Yes. This is thy wickedness because it is it is bitter because it has reacheth unto thine heart. Right? Mm. Uh, are they subject to the tyranny of Satan? Yes. Uh, Ephesians two two. He worketh in the children of disobedience uh, and to judicial blindness. This is a big one. Yes. God hath given them the spirit of slumber eyes that they should not see. Yeah. Right? Uh, and to the hardness of heart, yes. Uh, and to vile afflictions, yes. And to strong delusions, yes. And to great distress and perplexity of mind, yes. And of course, he's got scripture for all of this. That's why we want you to you know, get that book or at least find the free online version that we link to in the show notes. Mm-hmm. The Part of the miseries that are ours in this fallen world when we are apart from Christ is the spiritual affliction that comes from uh, the devil, but also even from the corruption in our own mm-hmm. hearts. And this ultimately leads to hell itself. Yeah. I mean, that's the ultimate misery. The ultimate misery is, is our eternal condemnation. So this is the misery of mankind, right? We are sinful, broken, uh, living in a sinful and broken world. Yeah. We are alienated from God. We are under his curse and, ra- curse and wrath, but our misery does not have to be the end. It doesn't have to be everything. No. Uh, can I read Ephesians yeah, 2? That, yeah. That, this, I think this is one of those passages that that helps us as Christians to see that the the miseries are real. Yeah. And they, they were ours, but now there is something better. Ephesians 2, 12 to 19. Remember that you are at that time separated from Christ alienated from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers to the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, you who once were far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ for he himself is our peace. He has made us both one and has broken down in his flesh, the dividing wall of hostility by abolishing the law of commandments expressed in ordinances that he might create in himself one new man in place of the two so making peace and might reconcile us both to God in one body through the cross, thereby killing the hostility. And he came and preached peace to you who are far off and peace to those who are near for through him, we both have access in one spirit to the father. So then you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God. The misery of mankind is real. 
Yeah. Right. I mean, it is, it was ours. We have found uh, redemption, salvation, reconciliation with God. So we should be a people who are motivated yeah. to bring other people out of that misery. Like if you actually love your neighbor, if you actually have compassion on people, you will be an evangelist. In, in one way or another, yeah. and your opportunities might be very few, or you might have a lot. But Yeah, you might be standing on the street corner, yep. or you might just be inviting someone into your home. Right, and then you just let that opportunity develop yeah. into a conversation that's going to ultimately let you tell them why you have hope yeah. in a miserable world. Yep. So let's, let's, let's take the misery of mankind seriously, and let's be motivated by the grace of God to share the gospel that we have come to embrace mm. with those around us. Well, we'd love to hear your thoughts. You can follow us online on Instagram and Twitter at Doc and Devo or on Facebook slash Doctrine and Devotion. You can head to the website, DrDevotion.com. There you can contact us. You can sign up for the email blast or hit up the store, JoeFoStore.com and grab some gear. Joey, you know what we've got over on the website? Oh, I know what we got. We got all access. All access. All access for... Today's devotion was great, by the way. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, it drops today. That's right. That's right. Um, that's how you start Colossians. Yeah. It's... Uh, it's gonna. We're gonna go through the whole book of Colossians. Yeah. Uh, so, like, man, listen. One of the things you get with all access is just those brief Monday yep. through Friday devotional encouragements. We want to do devotions with you guys. Mm -hmm. So we're sharing. We're just gonna. We're just gonna do it together. So look, we're doing Colossians. It's good. Yep. It's fresh pod every Monday and Thursday over on the website. We got blog posts and video content. All access members, you've got your weekday wisdom and your banter of truth podcast. Later. <laughs>